Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Petty Murphy, 318, the CEO and president of the 318, Ant Marshall, joins us at 7.30 to talk LSU and Grambling. Um, here's an interesting thing. Look, man, Hugh Jackson has... Um, Brought in some interesting transfers into his program. Now, listen, LSU's going to win. <laughs> but can it be a test for some of these young guys going up against former Division One and FBS talent? We'll talk about that here tonight with Ant Marshall at 730. Some things to look out for Grambling. But this is probably going to be a lot more about LSU, obviously, in this game. But it'll be good to go up and to the 318 and talk to Ant uh, about Grambling. Kim Mulkey gets an extension. 10 years, 32 milli. You know what's crazy about that is last night, um, when the news was reported that Ken Mulkey was getting the 10-year, $32 million extension, extension, People were talking about Brian Kelly. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, we owe him $90 million, Blake. LSU netted $99 million a year ago. <laughs> if they absolutely 1,000% positively, which is not in the realm of possibility going to happen, come on then. Come on. We'll talk of keys for victory. Obviously, these uh, in games like these are always different that we do them throughout the season. But nevertheless, they continue to happen. So we'll talk about that uh, here tonight uh, as well. 
uh, on those keys to victory. We're going a little bit of Ravino's rants. Uh, Tez Walker is um, a North Carolina wide receiver, and he has been suspended for the entire year uh, by the NCAA. So we will touch on that. We will touch on that here tonight. Week two picks I gave him last night on Rafino and Joe Shaw. I'll give him a, again here tonight on those week two picks. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag ask Blake thoughts, questions, concerns. And the NFL starts tonight. Maybe should have rescheduled. <laughs> should have gone at six maybe on these Thursday shows. But nevertheless, uh, we are here and we are live. Stephen Fry, our good friend, and our good buddies over at Fry Construction. Um, site and work development, land, or, or sand, sorry, site work and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition. They do it all. Go see them at 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana. Or give them a call at 337-457-5100. It's 337-457-5100 and let them know that Blake sent you on by. He said, Blake, BK's making changes. That was the massive thing that we talked about last night. The massive, massive thing that we talked about last night. Uh, and what we titled the show after is personnel changes that were coming. And Brian Kelly confirmed our report uh, a lot on that uh, here today. So, yes, there will be some personnel changes, obviously because you're going against Grambling, but because LSU does need it. Mike Meyer says, Blake is in the house. That is true. I am in the house. And it is raining where I'm at. It's raining. It's pouring. Zachy is snoring. He pumped his head. He went to bed. He didn't wake up till morning. Maybe we should have all done that last Sunday. <laughs> uh, Spectrum Wellcare says, BK said, Heard will play in this game. Not only did he say he would play, he said he would play with the first team. So that's more that's pretty significant. Uh, let's see how it goes. I mean, and look, we'll talk to Ann about that. They do have um, a pr some pretty good former FBS defensive linemen at Grambling so that can give Lance Heard, not the Lance, he wants to be known as Lance, but... Uh, we'll give Lance Hurd a um, a decent look. Some day two, day three guys potentially on Grambling. So we'll, we will um, talk to him about that. Ah, yes. LSU Sports Fanatic says, Akron, Ohio, by the way, of Fort Polk, Louisiana. Yes, where are you watching the show from here tonight? Where are you watching the show? Watching it from, and say the city you're in. Say the city you're in. Don't give me the area codes because we got a lot of people from different area codes. Kind of like how, and it, back in the day before I was married, like I had hoes and different area codes. I got O. I got O. <laughs> Stephen Young, who played for the 49ers, the Hall of Famer. Says, I want to know if Denver Harris will play. Way bigger position of need. Don't know. Don't know. We'll see. I, I, what, here's what I do know. I know that people are saying some really crazy stuff behind it, though. 
Uh, Andrew Paul's up. Martin says the NCAA eligibility decisions are as inconsistent as the NFL's disciplinary decisions. And that's saying something. Yes, it is. And I agree fully with that. Look, I, I, I'll say this. I mean, we can knock this out of the way really quickly. Um, so in case you missed it today, the NCAA um, came down with their ruling on Tez Walker, who is a wide receiver from North Carolina. Now, he missed all of the 2020 season because where he was at the time, the season was canceled. Goes in the transfer portal, plays one place, and come, goes to North Carolina to his home, and they suspended him for the year. Now, you may say, well, Blake, that's the rules. That's the rules. Well, then somebody's going to have to explain to me how before Eric Gilbert broke into a, uh, a building uh, 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 and was stealing weed, somebody's going to have to tell me how he was able to go to three schools and it was academically eligible and how he was allowed to be eligible in three different places. Someone's going to have to tell me how JT Daniels also um, was eligible. I think this is what his fourth school, right? USC, Georgia, West Virginia, and now he is at Rice. They make no, it makes zero sense. Let the kids play. I thought Mac Brown, uh, the head coach of North Carolina, he had a very long piece in what he wrote. I, I think he described it perfectly. Look, Charlie Baker is the former governor of the state of Massachusetts. And you, if you've watched his show, know I do not like being political here. Don't like it. We're not going to do it. But here's, here's when I... And I've made this rule pretty well known. When politics bleed into sports, like a decision like that, I will say my piece. Here's what I'm going to say. The NCAA, whoever decided on this, decided that Charlie Baker, the former governor of Massachusetts, to be the president, thought he should be the president of the NCAA. He had the chance Charlie Baker had the chance to do two things, two glaring things. Number one, save the NCAA from NIL and help get legislation passed, maybe do some things in the portal. Some people complain about early signing day and signing day in general. He had that ability for not just football, but for all sports to be able to actually do something. Maybe NIL, not so much. But in cases like this, Charlie Baker can make this decision on whether Tez Walker plays or not. And whoever it was thought it would be of right decision to hire a former governor who is a career politician who doesn't understand athletics. There are a lot of you in this show right now who religiously watch my show and other shows all throughout the day. You are big sports fans. You, you live it. You breathe it. You consume it. It's a part of your daily life. And one thing that is for sure, you, the listener, right now, knows more about athletics and sports than Charlie Baker on his best day, whatever. You have probably forgotten more about sports than he will ever know. 
The NCAA is a joke. Charlie Baker is a joke. Maybe he did some good things for the state of Massachusetts and good only for doing that. I don't care what side of the aisle he leans on. It does not matter to me one iota. But what does matter to me is when you get a Rudy Poo to go into that office and literally change nothing when there are other kids across the country that have been able to be eligible. What are we doing? What are we doing? You want to know why no one trusts or believes in the NCAA, Charlie? Which, Charlie's a kid's name, I might add. It's because you allow things like this to happen. All right. There's a get off my lawn segment. That's it. Corwain Townsend says Vicksburg, Mississippi. AJ Bama says he is in Hoover, Alabama. Josh Forbes says he's in Brandon, Mississippi. Right outside of Jackson. Uh, Peter Adams says Lacey, Washington. That's pretty far, man. That's pretty far. Adrian Bailey says he's in Midland, Texas. The last time I heard about Midland was I was watching Friday Night Lights. Yes, indeed. Rose says that she is in Rocky Branch, Louisiana. We got a Kaplan in the house, Bozier City, South Chesterfield, Virginia, says Klein. You got to love. Chris H., as always, says he's in New Orleans. We got $20. Look at my man, Dane Bergeron. What's up, buddy? With a $20 super chat says, good evening, Blake. Thank you for standing up for Preston Guy. You're a stand-up guy. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. I don't like people who think that they're bullies because you are not a bully, bro. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Come on. I'll let Preston say his piece. If he wants to say his piece, I'll let Moscona say his piece. If he wants to say his piece. Attacking someone that you probably you that you know that's not going to come after you, come at me, man. Say something about me, cause I I promise you I won't back down. I hate I hate a fake bully, man. I hate a fake bully. Like, come on, dude. Like people can get mad at us about our takes or what we think about a certain situation, guys. At the end of the day, it's sports. When you call somebody uh, a narrative pusher or an idiot or whatever you call them, I, it doesn't. It does not roll with me, man. It does not roll with me, brother. I promise you that. I promise you that. Crystal Rose says she's in South Bend, Indiana. Oh, we got a Notre Dame. Crystal, you're not a Notre Dame fan, are you? Uh oh. Uh oh. Tookie. Says to AYS Sports, I did watch the 2021 season. Did he even play the whole season? Uh, if you're talking about Tez Walker, I don't believe so. I don't I don't believe so. I think it was 2020, though. I think it was 2020. He did not. Um, I don't think he played because it got canceled because of COVID. 
Um, he's talking about Mason. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, he didn't play the whole twenty twenty. I mean, he played parts. He played parts. That's my fault. Thank you, thank you, Zach. Yeah, he played parts. Billings, Montana is in the house. Says Casey. I, I got to go up to Montana, man. I got to get me. A, I got to get me an elk. I got to get me an elk, man. Just it's got to help him. Gotta get me a mule deer. Louis Sanzovich. What's up, Lou? Says Albany, Louisiana. You been to the crib? <laughs> I have. Was his wife Taylor and his two young boys. Thank you, Lou, for being uh in the house. All right, let's get rolling. We got a lot to talk about before Aunt Marshall gets in here. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Before we do that, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're, if you're listening to us on Facebook, hit that like button. Hit the share to your social media pages, um, to all those Facebook groups. Do us a favor now by doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to, or if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Keys to victory. Kim Mulkey getting a contract extension. We talk about that next. Ant Marshall in about 15 minutes. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Ben Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag with over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno & Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend. Play Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. <laughs> I had it on mute. I had it on mute. American Patriot tells Chris H, can I come? I'll cook. He says, we have to plan an AYS retreat. Chris, hit me up after the show. <laughs> hit me up after the show. Yes, it is week one of the NFL uh, week the first game of the NFL tonight. We'll be watching that as soon as we're done uh, with the show. Look, let's waste no time here. Keys to victory. There aren't anything. There's nothing profound that you're gonna hear me say when you have games like this. Now, in a couple of weeks, LSU plays Army, and I do think that there are some significant things in that week that we're gonna discuss. One thousand percent. There are significant things that we will discuss in that week. A team that runs the triple option, 
military military school a lot we will discuss but in this one keys to victory are pretty simple you know that we roll three four five deep really i have one blsu but not the not just lsu on the side of your helmet be what you know that you can be i know that they're an inferior opponent I know that you're probably angry and want to take everything out of them. Good. Go out there and do it. Now, last night we had a report of personnel changes that were on the way. We told you that before the player interviews were even happening. Brian Brian Kelly confirmed our reports here today in his Thursday uh, uh, press conference. Look, expect young guys to get out there. But this is... my big thing and the keys to victory that we'll do at minimum 13 times this year, hopefully 13 times, if not more this year. Number one, to the young guys and guys that will be in the rotation that weren't in it last week, guys that have been in the program for a while, maybe have not seen the action that they've wanted. You got to treat this game and look, This is going to come off, and a lot of people are going to be like, what in the absolute hell is Blake talking about? To the guys that aren't starting, you got to treat this week like it's Alabama. you got to treat this week like you're facing Georgia in Atlanta in the SEC championship game, and here's why. We need you. LSU Number one, LSU needs you to go out there and start performing. Number two, you can help yourself and make things go a long way in you being in rotation – when you go out there in a game like that this week and do just don't do anything special. You don't have to do anything special. Lance Hurd does not have to completely go off the charts, but do his job. Do exactly what he needs to do. LaTerrence Welsh, don't get beat deep. Get a couple pass breakups. You don't have to get a pick six to get into this rotation. Look, I've seen it all this week, and Brian Kelly took a shot at some media in his opening remarks. And I don't know how I feel about that because the media didn't lose the game, but he's not wrong. The entire season and where you want to go is not lost. Oh, well, Blake, we're not good enough to do X, Y, and Z. Bullshit, you're not. Here, Bullshit, you're not. If, if the LSU team that we know that can go out there and perform shows up every single week from here on out, you can do a lot of damage and, and still even go to the place that you need to go and that you want to go. You're going to want to get some of the young guys, guys that haven't been in the rotation. Lance Hurd, Caleb Jackson, Chris Hilton. You know, look, there's nobody that – I shouldn't say nobody – But there's not a lot of people that I've come across in my life, in my 33 years of living, that puts their head down and goes to work more than Chris Hilton. Now, Brian Kelly alluded to today, and when he was asked about Chris Hilton, he has done everything we've asked. He's been consistent. We got to get him out there, and he's going to play. And my and doggone it, I hope he goes. I hope he goes off because that kid deserves it. He doesn't say anything. He goes to work every day, puts his head down, brings his lunch pail to work, and gets after it. I want to see him go off. I want to see Jaden 
continue to do what he's doing and and just play free. Play like you know that you can play. Don't listen to any outside noise. Don't listen to what people are saying. If you want to run, by God, run. If you feel that way, do it. You know, this time last year, we saw Nuss through two picks against Southern. Go out there and be the dude that you are. Go out there and impose your will. Get that taste out of your mouth of the loss from Florida State. Flush it. Move on. Because next week at 11 a.m., you're going up to Starkville with all those stupid-ass cowbells. ding ling 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 And they don't care how you prep. They don't care how you feel. They're going in there to win because the emotions and feelings that a team like that has after losing their head coach, they're they're wanting to take somebody's head off too. Now, they got an interesting matchup against Arizona this week. Let's see what happens there. I still believe this is – if there's one thing that I feel highly convicted about. Now – Newsflash, I've been wrong before, can be wrong again, and will be wrong again. Hopefully, and I think that we are, more right than we are wrong. You can still run the table until the first week of November. It starts right here. It starts right here. You know, I remember a time, you know, this week last year, I... I, I, shared it on the AYS Facebook page. And I go back and listen to some of these takes that I had, and I'm just like, oh, my God. But I think it was right. you got to trust in the process. you got to trust in your head coach because I do believe he's going to get you there. got to believe in your players, man. Okay, I get it. You're hurt. Your heart's hurt. You were on Twitter all summer talking shit. And it didn't come to fruition because your you wrote a page, your mouth wrote a paycheck that LSU's ass didn't catch, or can't catch, or didn't cash against Florida State. Does not mean that they cannot run the table going into that first week of November. Does not mean that because I be, there is not a team that LSU is going to play. Now, is there difficult matchups? Hell yeah, there's difficult matchups. Hell yes, there's difficult matchups. Ole Miss is a difficult matchup. I think going to Como at possibly 11 a.m. is a difficult matchup. They do not have the better roster than you top to down. I, I don't care what you throw out there at DB. I don't care. Last thing. You're going to see some things this week from two guys, Harold Perkins and Deshaun Womack. I do hope that Deshaun Womack gets the playing time that we need him to because once that kid starts hitting the field, he's not coming off of it. The five-star from Maryland is a difference maker, and I'm ready to see him really get after it. I lied. Here is the last thing. Grambling's got some guys. We'll talk about that with Ant Marshall who joins us in about five minutes. But the bottom line comes, look, Grambling's not better than you. They're not remotely in the same sentence or deserve to be in the same sentence when it comes to being on the football as you. But 
they've gotten F, they got FBS FBS guys all across the field. It's like a last chance you type of deal of guys they went to go get. Go impose your will, man. Don't listen to any of that in, outside noise BS. All right. Got a super chat here from Jeremy Hyde. He says, uh, for four ninety nine. he says, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Go Tigers. I agree full heartedly with that. And thank you much, so so much, buddy, for that super chat. Kim Mulkey, um, very quickly, Kim Mulkey got a contract extension. Listen, she deserves it. Her staff got uh, uh, raises as well. Schwartz, Redis, uh, Starkey, all of them got raises. Deserved. Because, guys, they <laughs> potentially are going to be a top five team coming into the year if they're not top three. Hell, if they're not even top one. If they're not the number one team coming into this. Kim Mulkey's going to do something at LSU that that we probably just have never seen. In these 10 years, can she win another three national titles? Hell, yes, she can. Hell, yes, she can. You know, I, I, I heard some people today and last night when the news broke, and I, I put it up on our socials when the news came out. And I, for whatever reason, I saw a couple of people talking about, well, LSU women's basketball doesn't turn a profit. Yeah, they do, actually. Not a massive one, but they still do. They still do. $3.2 million a year for Kim Mulkey is a drop in the bucket for a team that netted $99 million a year ago. The drop, it, less than a drop in the bucket. For all the exposure that LSU got off of women's basketball a year ago, you remember the ESPYs? We talked about the ESPYs at nauseum on this show. It was an LSU Invitational. Justin Jefferson, Livy Dunn, uh, or Angel Reese. Kim Mulkey and her staff, Kim Mulkey and her team has given you the exposure. By the way, there's another five-star on her way to come visit. Anything that you're going to spend on with Kim Mulkey, by the way, who is honestly the only one who's been able to go into the what do I want the slums of the politicians and able to get some money fundraised so we start doing some things with the PMAC? Kim Mulkey deserves every single penny. The only basketball national title that we've ever gotten. And now she just, she's stacking up the five stars. Michaela Williams. Del Rosario. And much more that she has coming in on visits this weekend. She's changing things, man. And for the better. And in 10 years when this is done, could Kim be... The next AD of this place, who knows? But I do know this. She is going to do everything she can to make LSU better, and she's giving you more exposure than you could ever want from a women's basketball program. All right. Aunt Petty Marshall, the CEO and president of the 318, joins us. But I got to get to this. Derek Gordon says, hot take BK. Kept it vanilla knowing they can still make the playoffs by winning the SEC, no extra film. I, uh... <laughs> no, dog. No, <laughs> no, dog. I, I love you, D. 
No. <laughs> no. That man was trying to go in there and win. They're, they're, they're first play of the game, they're running a real route, uh, wheel route to a guy that hadn't played since Bill Clinton was in office. Okay, Trey Bradford hadn't been here since Clinton. <laughs> All right, let's get rolling. Let's talk about our good friends. Oh, our good friend, Carol Falls over at State Farm, our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Ant Marshall joins us next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair, are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. We're back. The president and CEO of the 318, Aunt Petty Marshall, is joining us. But, Aunt, very quickly, we have some pretty massive news that just dropped once yes, you came sir. on joe burrow has just broken the record as the highest paid player in nfl history Hemothy is what they call him on the streets i, I yeah. mean man this was coming i, I mean this was coming. calf injury or not i give him my right calf you know but he is the highest paid man in the country man we're gonna have to start calling him big bag joe or something like <laughs> that you know what i mean hey yeah. man those veneers ain't cheap now them veneers ain't yeah, he cheap. Gonna, he gonna have plenty of he finna have plenty of cardiac glasses with this new contract <laughs> too, man. This is very true. This is very true. But two hundred and nineteen million dollars in guaranteed money, Ant. That's that's not that's not not too shabby right there, man. You think his new fiance is like she hit she hit the jackpot. He engages he gets engaged last week at two hundred and nineteen yeah. million like, the week we after. He's like, can we get married tomorrow? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there. Yeah, I, let's, not, let's not do that. Yeah, let's so many things I would say, but nevertheless, and Petty Marshall joining us. And let me ask you from the Golden Boot Pot, I might add. Uh, and let me ask you this: before we get rolling on Grambling and LSU, what I, I have not been able to follow this, and I asked you this earlier this week, uh, you know, off the air. Mm -hmm. What in the world is going on at West Monroe? Oh, man. 
I don't know if we got enough time to talk about that. Um, <laughs> oh, and, if, and, and, and so I'll just say there was some players who had to get medical attention uh, because of heat-related illnesses. Um, I think the total is now four players. A couple of them had to be hospitalized. Um, and after the fourth player had to be taken to the hospital, I believe Monday, um, the school did an investigation and have indefinitely suspended the head coach. The offensive coordinator is now the interim coach going forward. Um, but yeah, I think it's ultimately just one of the player safety deals, man. Bro, I, I mean, okay. It I ain't mean, the same heat, Blake. It ain't that same heat. It's not the same heat that we grew up in. It's not. I mean, it's 100, it feels it's like 114, 120 degrees outside. I mean, yeah. I get that. I, I just, you know, once you have one, and here's my thing. Once you have one, you shut things down. To have four. Well, you at least reevaluate, you at least reevaluate, you know, and you, you kind of go look at what you're doing and and why is this happening? You know what I mean? You, you Right. I'm not saying you completely go change everything, but you at least got to take a look and, and figure out what the cause of this is. It, it what's so wild in this too is that it just to me it, it, I, I just feel like there's such a prestigious program and to see that it can happen here n now it, mm -hmm. and this can happen anywhere I mean they have more oh, yeah. facilities more training more every you know than anybody and this happening here I think it's an eye-opener to some people yeah I think it, I think it definitely should let you know that it could happen anywhere man um and I'm not going to say that uh, he's a bad coach or a bad guy or anything like that, but you got to start kind of wondering of what, what got it to this point. You know what I mean? And, right. and did you, did you dial back a little bit or did you keep going full throttle after it happened the first couple of times? So I, I, it's just a sad situation, man. That's all. And I just hope that it get those players get healthy and those players get a chance to play, but it's just, you got to take care of player safety and you got to put the players first. And Kim, Kim Mulkey, very quickly before we get to football, Kim Mulkey got a contract extension. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, doing her best Joe Burrow impersonation, huh? I, 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 look, you know, that's funny you said that. I didn't think about that. But in two days, you have back-to-back -back records of LSU-related people getting the highest-paid contract in their sport. That is interesting. I didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she deserves it. Obviously, you look at what she's done just in the two years she's been here, bringing in the national championship killing the transfer portal the way she has been. And on top of the high school recruiting, I heard you mentioning Michaela, Del Rosario, Angel, uh, Angelica, and all those players that they're bringing in. Hey, but, bro, Angelica, Angelica ain't no joke. She oh, ain't no nah. joke. And then not to mention, you know, she got she got Jada Richard coming in the next year's class from uh, out of Lafayette area. So she's, she's stacking those classes. She's bringing the talent in, and it's only the beginning. So... It actually, we might look in a few years and look at this contract and feel like she's underpaid. You know, you say that, but here's the truth. The, the things that she's built for Angel, you know, what she's letting uh, Flaugé do. I, I mean, Ant, the, the things that the – they're getting paid more money than <laughs> most individuals. Oh, they're getting paid more than WNBA players, yeah. I wasn't gonna say that, but yes. I mean, why? I said, you know, why they pay more than WNBA players? And why would they leave? That that is a little bit of a shame if you if you want to be real. Like that's kind of crazy yeah. that college players getting paid more than a professional league. And 
And what Mocha's doing is not just for the players, but look at what she's doing as far as fundraising. Look at what she's doing as far as facility improvements, upgrades, and things of that nature. Just the attention that she's bringing to LSU by herself. I mean, nobody is bigger in, in Baton Rouge area in South Louisiana than Kim Mulkey is. If Kim Mulkey comes into a fundraiser, people are bringing and pulling their checkbooks out. I mean, it just right. is what it is. So, I mean, you can't. You can't get back a return on investment big enough for what Kim Mulkey is, is getting paid. I agree. Let's go to this. It's football season. I, I mean, I love it, but it's football season. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I, and studying last week's game with Grambling, there was a couple of things that I noticed. One, let's. I want to go offense. Now, Hugh Jackson's an offensive dude. Man, they threw for 300 mm-hmm. yards at pretty much ease last week and came pretty. Yeah, you know who that offensive coordinator is, huh? Who? Tony Hole. Oh yeah, that's right. From he was at Kansas with you know he was at Kansas with yeah. Miles and he's he was at ULM last year. He's the offensive coordinator now. He's kind of opened up that offense a little bit. Uh, they finally found him a quarterback transfer from Alabama State, Miles Crawley. Um, yeah, they aired that thing out, man. Uh, and he looked efficient. Um, Very efficient. For, I think three eleven and on twenty five of thirty eight or something like that. Yeah, no touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, no interceptions, two touchdowns. Um, they really didn't run the ball that well. I think they only had like a hundred yards rushing on like thirty attempts or something like that, which is not not great. But it ain't. It's not really where they're gonna hang their hat on offense. They're gonna they're right. gonna put the ball in Miles Crowley's hands and, and let him kind of facilitate things. That's what Gramlin's gonna do. So, based off what we saw from LSU last weekend, this is, might be a good matchup for them because you. You're gonna see a team that wants to put the ball in the air, so that's good, good work for that secondary unit. So that's where I wanted to stay, because it's not as if look. I want to say this, but I want to temper the expectation of what I'm trying to say, and and, and say it it, do, it doesn't matter that it's Grambling, it doesn't matter if it would have been Southeastern, Nichols, like Magnese. It when a team like LSU plays an FCS opponent. Normally, it doesn't fare well for that FCS opponent. Now, I do think you make an interesting point. Hey, look, you're going to win. But if if you're going to play somebody, Hugh's going to air that thing out. And this will help you in reference to getting the reps from maybe some younger guys to, to give them a look yeah. moving forward. Do you, So you said that that's probably going to be a good thing to see. Is that the number one thing that you're looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, that's probably the number one thing. Gremlins got some receivers. I'm not gonna make it seem like they got a Keon Coleman or Johnny Wilson or anything like that. But they, I mean, they, nobody they got does. Some good quality. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. But they they got some good quality receivers, Lyndon Rash, um, and guys like that, uh, Nickerson that they got over there. So they got they got a couple guys. I'm not gonna say LSU is gonna be tested, but it's gonna be good work for LSU. And, and if you can. If you could shut down an offense like this, it'll be good. It'll be bold well going forward for LSU's defense in that second day. But the biggest thing to me is not that. D-line. The biggest thing to me is is the offensive line, especially that right side, how they handle Sundiata Anderson. Right. Sundiata Anderson is the uh, swag defensive preseason player of the year. Um, he's already getting pretty much guaranteed a senior ball invite. He's a 6'5", 245, DN, edge, you know, jack, whatever you want to call him, pass rusher. And after what we saw from that right side of the offensive line versus Florida State, this would be a good – this is an NFL caliber guy that you're playing against. It's not Jerry Verse, 
by any means, but it's an NFL caliber guy that you're going to be facing against. I want to see if we can see Lance Hurd at that right tackle spot going up against the NFL guy. And so we can see kind of where he is as far as his development, where he is as far as can he be a starter for LSU. This would be a good, you know, a good competition for him, a good test for him. Because like I said, Sundiata is the swag preseason defensive player of the year, and he is an NFL caliber defensive end. So that's interesting you bring that up. This could be, I mean, if, so, I mean, look, normally people across the country or SEC people don't follow the FCS program regardless of who it is. Mm -hmm. But now you saying that from an LSU perspective, you seeing that matchup, if Heard looks good, and I mean, you might not have any hesitation whatsoever to put him at right tackle next week against Mississippi State, right? Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. How does he handle playing a guy of Sunday out his caliber? Because if he can if he can hold his own against an NFL guy, then he can hold his own against anybody else he's gonna face going forward. Not saying Sunday out is better than anybody else, but that we're gonna face, but he's on par with everybody we're gonna see. You're not gonna see another Jared verse for the rest of the season unless it's in the playoffs. So you're gonna see guys who are similar more similar to Sunday Yada than you are going to see guys similar to Jared Verse. You know, you Sunday Yada's big, big, twitchy, you know, quick off the edge, SEC kind of kind of guy. But he just don't necessarily have the the weight that you will see from an SEC defensive end. But if if Hurd or whoever is on that right side can hold their own against Sunday Yada, I think that gives you confidence moving forward. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Hugh has kind of done, I don't want to say like a last chance you type of deal, but he's got a lot of dudes that were in the F, from the FBS in this transfer portal. Am I wrong? Like they got, Grambling's got, got, got guys. They got some talent. They got some talent, yeah. Where is the D-line across the board their best position group? Hmm. Well, the way they played against Hampton, no. Um... The Hampton ran down their throat, bro. Hampton ran for 275, 275 <laughs> yards, I think, on Gremlin. Okay, uh, so probably not. So yeah, I would I would say that their best position group would probably be their receivers or their running backs. That's where they're the deepest. Um, I would probably go running back, but they just don't use them enough for them to so for you to really see their full potential. But uh, defensively is where they kind of need to. Gremlin kind of needs to. Make us make an adjustment, kind of see some step up in their play. Uh, their secondary gave up two touchdowns, and they gave up, like I said, 275 yards rushing. So this is another game because if they gave up 275 yards rushing, can we see our LSU's running game get going? Could you see LSU's running backs specifically get going against a Grambling defense that's obviously vulnerable to the run? May I ask you this: Would you, re if you're LSU, knowing that uh, a FCS team just ran all over the team that you're about to face, how would you attack this? Would you let him, you know, because and it's a really, it's a really difficult thing that uh, I, do, I think it's difficult for a coach if you're trying to get guys reps by while trying to win the game. If you're LSU, how do you yeah. attack this? Man, I I work on things I need to work on against Grambling because you should be able to beat Grambling and work on things that you need to, you know, need, you need more work on, you need more reps at. 
uh, I'd, I'd start running the ball, man. Uh, let's see if we can get that run game established early. Then let's see if we can get some some play action or some some shots off of that running game. See if we can't get the Gremlin to bring another safety down into the box, get better one-on-one matchups, and see if we can see what we've been wanting to see from Jaden and him, you know, kind of air it out a little bit more down the field. Uh, I know one reason we didn't really see that against Florida State is because there was no threat of the run game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can get that run game going, then you might be have better av- advantageous uh, matchups out wide the way you can start seeing what we want to see from Jaden in that uh, passing game and, and take more shots down the field. How did you think? How did you think he played on Sunday, Jaden? I think he played good, not great. I agree. Um, I think he a lot of I overreaction think he some throws out there. Oh yeah, definitely overreaction. Um, there's only so much you can do whenever the offensive line is getting pushed back. Um, I'm not saying that that happened every time, but that was a lot of the time. There was five drops. Uh, he he left some throws out there. Definitely could have made some better throws, but Jaden Daines that's the reason why you lost that game. He is so far down the list for me, and I and I don't I, I don't get it. Like I, I see fans are in the mentions all day long. Like it's it's on him, and I'm thinking even even offensively, he's not the number one person. On that hell list. I mean, you no! Right, you got a you got a right guard in the center who'd probably be above him on that list. <laughs> Very much so, in my opinion. I mean, look, here was the analogy that I gave Sunday night and Monday morning, or Monday night, I should say. You don't ask a Ferrari to sit in the garage when you buy it. Like, I get you wanted no. to sit in the pocket. Like, look, are there times he's got to sit in the pocket and throw the ball down the field? Yeah, I, I'm not remotely going to argue that. What I am going to argue is. What do I care if he gets 10 yards with his legs or through the air? Why would I even remotely care if it's a first down? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I wanted to see more of, and, it, and, and not all of it is on him. Some of, A lot of it's on the game, the, you know, the play calling. And he, he can only run the plays that's called. But um, I like to see us use the running backs more in the running game because that would open up more running lanes for Jaden when we do that RPO. But that's just my opinion. And Marshall from the Golden Boot Pod. Y'all are live at 8.30 tonight. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, y'all go over there and, and y'all check it out. Live show with Ant and Pooh. Uh, let me ask you this. Your thoughts on Dion this week? Did you see that coming? Because I don't know if I really did. No, I didn't. I didn't. And I, so my biggest thing on Dion is, and I understand why people think that we were doubting Dion, but – and my it, to me, it wasn't Dion. I was doubting the process that Dion used. I didn't think it was that you could get 56, 60, however many new players in one offseason and be successful. Right. I just didn't think that you could have that much roster turnover so quickly and be so successful with it. It wasn't Dion. I mean, Nick Saban could have did it, and I would have doubted how successful he could have been. I mean, you know, look what he's doing at quarterback, and we're yeah. doubting it, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Exactly. I mean, so when you do that with your entire team, it's hard for anybody to sit up there and say, oh, they're going to be great. I didn't think that they would beat TCU, but I also didn't think that they would get blown out by TCU. They got a lot of talent on that team. I agree. So I figured figured they would kind of keep it close, like with 17, 14, you know, somewhere around in there. But the way they 
offensively was the biggest shock to me, man. But Sean Lewis, that offensive coordinator that they got from uh, Kent State head coach, that man made him some money by he made him Colorado as the OC. No doubt. And you know what else, Ant? Even defensively to some extent, I know that they gave up a lot of points. They're just yeah, – they they're so well coached, though. Like, I thought that they'd yeah. be sloppy. I thought that even defensively they'd be like, where do we line up? And look, even Shiloh, to give Shiloh some credit, and they, you know, posted the thing that he made six tackles that stopped touchdowns. Like, if he doesn't make the tackle, that yeah. it's going to be six. I just thought – I was surprised at how functional it was, if that makes sense. Like, I did not – I thought yeah, it'd be sloppy. So early. Especially, especially so early, so early and that many people. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. But it just goes to show that he put a staff together, man. He did. A damn good one, too. Now, let me ask you this. In your opinion, did Dion just change a lot of things for teams going into the portal? I don't know, bro. How many people can do what Dion did? Well, I don't think that there's anybody that can do what Dion did, but... What I do, they can do it to a smaller scale. I mean, we Correct. saw Mel Tucker do it to a smaller scale. You know, we saw Mel Tucker get 19 transfers in one in one offseason, have a great year. But the question was, could he sustain it? And he hasn't. And he so hadn't. the question now for Dion is, can he sustain it? But if anybody can sustain it, Dion can. You know what I've noticed about Dion too? They don't. You don't hear anything about them in recruiting ever until like the last month. And all of a sudden, it yeah. comes in waves, and I'm I'm like, man, <laughs> y'all better calm you. down. Let me ask you this: All right, so there's a lot of people who've been kind of bashing Dion for some of the things he said in the press conferences after the game and things of that nature. Is there any difference between Dion Sanders and Lane Kiffin? None, not my. And the reason why I ask that is because they both say things to get attention to their program because they know that when they're Whenever you're talking about Dion or you're talking about Lane Kiffin, you're talking about their programs as well. So they both do things to get their program's name in the headlines and get, you know, more relevance for their program. One of them is just arguably the greatest football player to ever live, especially his position. And the other one is is a guy who's called Joey Freshwater or Joey Pool <laughs> or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like Right. Well, why is one of them? Why is one of them kind of universally loved, and the other ones kind of looked at as he's kind of annoying, and he comes off as being too much? You know, it, what's crazy about that? Remember, Lane was widely hated for a long time, right? Like, yeah, until he you know, doing it to Saban, right? Until he went to Saban, then all of a sudden, when he kind of started doing the things on social media, he was really well liked. Here's the thing that I that I think about all the time with like both of them. Even like a Dabo to some extent, when you have yeah. a hire or you do hire someone like that, you're not hiring a conventional hire. You're not hiring a Brian Kelly. You're not hiring a Jimbo Fisher or whoever. You're hiring somebody who's going to make waves, and that it's why you're hiring them in the first place. Dion did not have the skins on the wall from, like, even from Sean Lewis. If Sean Lewis – the head coach at Kent State would have been the new head coach of Colorado. You'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But because mm -hmm. it's Dion, Dion did not have the accolades to coaching extent that, that Sean Lewis did, but he's his OC, yeah. right? So it's not ever really conventional to me. But I will tell you this, whoever's running Fox 
What a hell of a way to start your season to going and getting them back-to-back weeks. Man, hey, and then not just that, but you just got five, you just got them coming to the Big 12, so you about to you about to get them almost every game going forward next year and the year after that and no the year doubt. after that. If you're Brett Yurmark, the the commissioner of the Big 12, you're probably secretly excited that that happened. Oh, you definitely. You, you know. Definitely. Like how if you lost you lost the two biggest programs in your conference's history, arguably Oklahoma and Texas. Is there's no better get that you could have got at this time than Dion in Colorado? Because Dion, I know that it's the LA market, but Dion's national. Dion, yeah, Dion's national. Dion's so you national. Get, so you're gonna. They were the number two watch game of the weekend. Number two. They're gonna. They're gonna be number two again this week. They're gonna be they're number two Nebraska again this watch. weekend. Right. I think they're gonna draw more more. And I'm going to be watching it. I, I mean, there's going to be more eyeballs on that, in my opinion, than A&M and Miami. Oh yeah, definitely. The, the only reason that the only reason that LSU was number one over Colorado was because LSU was a standalone game. Sunday night prime time. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. If it, if they had to compete against anybody else in in that game, Dion then would have won. They would have had the most views, and I, it's going to be like that week in and week out. I agree. All right, last thing for you, Ant, before we get you out of here. the I don't want to ask you like a, a score prediction, but what do you think at the end of this game that this is going to look like? What do you what do you envision? All right, so you remember last year when we played Southern? <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be similar to that. I got you. Well, people forget, think, man, uh, it was like 37 nothing at the end of the first quarter or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah. I think I mean I think this Grandma team will score, uh, just because I I mean Tony Hall and they're gonna throw they're gonna air it out enough that they're gonna have some big plays here and there. Right. I mean you throw the ball fifty times something good is gonna happen. I you know agree. what I mean? Um, but so they're gonna score a little bit, but I think LSU is gonna come out with with a lot of anger, um, trying to trying to prove some things. I mean you got Mason Smith who's probably gonna rip somebody's head off the first chance he gets. So I think uh, I think it'll be ugly, but the score won't won't show how ugly it really will be. If that makes sense, I agree. I I feel like he, you know he's a panting dog that's sitting by the door, waiting for you to come mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Like he's, no, he's just, a dog on a chain. He's a dog on a chain that's waiting for somebody to walk close enough. That's I, what he is. I no doubt. All right, and Marshall Golden Boot Pod. They're going live at eight thirty. Thank you so much, buddy, for joining us. Oh yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Y'all have a good one. You too. That's Aunt Petty Marshall. They do a fantastic job. Go watch them tonight, 8.30 on the Golden Boot Pod. Let's talk about our good friend, our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage and our good friend uh, Steve Bean over at Bayou Bowling Go and Bayou Bowling Daiquiris. But let me tell you about John. Buying a new house, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with him today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Let him know that Blake sent you on by. Last commercial break, I'll give you my picks, and we'll get on out of here. Bayou Daiquiris at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 
Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish, it's a Louisiana thing. Here are my five picks of the week. Now, if you watched Rafino and Joe show last night, uh, we talked about these, but I'm just going to give you them very quickly before we get out of here. And here they are. So these are the five games that we chose. I had a horrible, horrible week last week. Went 0-5. I, I, I called myself the kiss of death, man. The kiss of death. I couldn't get anything right last week, but we're going to turn the page and get everything right here this week. Texas at Alabama. Give me Bama. Look. I, I said this last or earlier this week on this show as well. I just believe that I need to see Texas beat Alabama before I crown them and going into Tuscaloosa and winning. Give me Alabama. Colorado at Nebraska. Look, Colorado really impressed me. I don't think Nebraska can stop them, nor can they score enough points to beat them. I'm going to take Colorado. Ole Miss at Tulane. Come on, man. Tulane's not the same team they were last year. Don't let that USC win from last year fool you. Miami and A&M is really intriguing to me because I do think that A&M does have a really good team. They have the best wide receiver core in the SEC, in my opinion. They have a really good cornerback in Connor Wagman. Give me A&M. And I think that if the game goes the way that I think it could go, this game could be close early, but can A&M push themselves to take over and start scoring a lot of points late? That will be really intriguing to me. And Wisconsin at Wazoo, give me the Badgers because I just don't trust Wazoo. I don't. I don't. All right. We'll see y'all Saturday night after the win. <laughs> Let's go watch some more football. NFL's on. We'll see y'all then. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.